Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and I am so thrilled that you are listening to Talk Healthy today. I want to thank our sponsors that make this podcast possible. And I would also love for you to subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to rate and review as well. It really helps out the show. Thanks, and here we go. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit. Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fall you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. And I'm thrilled to have this fantastic man back on my show. We're going to be talking about his latest book, Heart Solution for Women, a proven program to prevent and reverse heart disease. Mark, Dr. Mark, actually Mark Melissino, MD. I'm like, should I call him Dr. Mark? Mark Melissino, MD. I'm going to call you Dr. Mark. Dr. Mark, you are the medical director of the Menno Clinic. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. All right, so Dr. Mark, before we jump into this fantastic book, uh, tell us about the Menno Clinic. Well, we're here in beautiful Jackson Hole, and it's really about a personalized precision approach to health, and and there's no one who doesn't get it done better than women. We just have not done a great job, not just for the heart, but really overall health. We just haven't personalized it for them. So coming here is a fun experience. My staff loves on people. Uh, we're in a beautiful spot, and we really make getting healthy uh, team experience. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I love in the book how you write uh, today, functional medicine. I want to talk a little bit about this can be defined as combining the art and science of integrative holistic medicine with cutting edge diagnostics and individualized treatment plans that include nutritional and lifestyle advice, supplements and pharmaceuticals to heal the individual, not just relieve symptoms. I wish every doctor in the world <laughs> thought like this because we would have a wonderful health system in terms of people actually getting better and not just covering up the symptoms. Well, you know, I just returned from a, a functional medicine conference, the Personalized, Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute. And it's interesting because the medical students are now asking for nutrition classes. They know that the future of health is going to be this personalized approach. And so it's neat because it's going to start in the medical school, start with the students. There's a whole new generation of doctors coming. Yeah, well, it's good to know because we definitely need this paradigm to shift. I want to talk about in chapter one, uh, unfair to the fairer sex. You talk about a woman named Sue. 
She was scheduled to have her gallbladder removed after three days of severe heartburn, but it wasn't severe heartburn, was it, Dr. Mark? Tell us about this. Well, that was in my medical residency and where we do these 36-hour shifts every three days. And as you come on as the new team, you get a list of patients. And they're kind of treated as a number and an entity. It's the woman with a gallbladder problem in room 12. Well, it's never been that to me. It's a woman named Sue who doesn't feel good. So every time I would come on, I would re-investigate what the whole story was. And she had not had an EKG, a simple heart test to look at her heart. And turns out she was in the middle of a heart attack for three days while she was waiting for her gallbladder surgery. See, that's completely insane, but it isn't when people read your book. And in the big duh, you talk about the seriousness of heart disease in women being underappreciated. You talk about what we see on TV and, you know, the men clutching their chest. Well, the classic, as you mentioned, Lisa, is the elephant standing on the chest and people clutching their chest, which is you only see on TV with men. For women, women are special. They're just different. They're not men with with different hearts. It's a different anatomy. It's a different approach. And this nausea, upset stomach, heartburny feel uh, is very, very common. Uh, dizziness, palpitations, lightheadedness, or just a sense of not feeling well. And I, I think the smartest person in my clinic is a woman's intuition. And if she feels like something's going on, she needs to be heard and needs to be checked out. Classic chest pain that's heart related can be the same in men and women, but it usually isn't. And the classic symptoms are pain in the left chest, radiating down the arm, up into the neck. It doesn't last seconds, it lasts minutes, and it seems to be worsened when you exert yourself. That's the classic that anybody can have. But we just see women that are, are told, oh, it's in your head, as you mentioned, or you're getting old, and this is what everybody has. But they because they don't present with that classic elephant on the chest, it gets missed a lot. The, the other problem is that the EKG electrical analysis and the blood testing isn't as sensitive and the preventative tests as far as treadmill stress tests aren't as sensitive. So we need to look at women differently, both in prevention and treatment. Yeah, I agree. You know, there, this, this book is fantastic, Dr. Mark. I love how you Thank say you. to understand heart disease, let's start with the end point of the disease and work backwards from there. So rather than me reading from the book, tell us what you learned in medical school and then tell us what really is happening and what's the real culprit. Or culprits. Well, I, I was told in medical school that they should put the cholesterol drugs in the water because that's the problem with heart disease is everybody just needs to have lower cholesterol. Well, I, I worked with Dean Ornish and I saw that in the, their first studies were done on men, but they've now included women that people that have heart disease, even all three vessels blocked, do better in lifestyle medicine than they do having a bypass surgery. And that half the people that have heart attacks have normal cholesterol levels. And half the people with high cholesterol will never have a heart attack. So you have to look further. Our test does 27 different markers of the, the cholesterol particles and inflammation. We just do a more personalized precision look, and we're able to find the canaries in the coal mine, the people who are really at risk before something happens. Well, thank goodness, because there's been so much over the years about cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. And there has been a paradigm shift for some when you, you know, see more people uh, engaging in keto, more people on the paleo diet. The type of food you eat, like an egg is not an egg. My neighbor who raises his own chicken eggs and feeds them organic omega-3 high quality food, it's a bright orange yellow egg versus the one I get at the local restaurant that's a pale yellow egg. So all food is not the same. 
And we were taught that fat is bad. Well, there's good fats and there's bad fats. And a simple rule I like to think about, Lisa, is that the fats that are solid at room temperature, like the marbling of the steak, the bacon fat, the ham fat, butter, ice cream, those hard fats at room temperature are the ones that are bad fats. The ones that are liquid, like the good olive oils, coconut oils, those are good fats. So all fats, not bad. And then everyone is a little bit different in how they process. So it's looking at the uniqueness of each person, not just having blanket statements about what's good for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And it was interesting when I read in your book, you you know, Dr. Dean Ornish, he recommends a low fat diet. And Dr. Andrew Weil is a fan of a higher fat diet. And you're saying that both have been studied, both are respected, but it depends on the individual. So here we go. So how do we know? Like, should I be doing Andrew Weil and having more fat? Or should I be doing the Dean Ornish where it's a low fat diet? Well, you know, it's the evolution of medicine. And when I worked with Dean Ornish 35 years ago, it was holistic medicine, treat the whole person. Then with Andrew Weil, I was fortunate to work with him and it was integrative medicine, use natural medicine with regular medicine. Now it's a functionalized medicine using a root cause personalized precision approach. So it's just evolved over time. And and Dean Ornish's programs showed great success and Andrew Weil's programs showed great success. The commonality was the individualization of the program. Now, for people listening who say, well, I don't have good insurance. I, I can't see a specialist. How do you get this individualization? It's a great point. And the, the first step is to do what's called a fractionated cholesterol test. It's about $70 more than a regular health fair test. So these are not super expensive tests. You can get carried away and do a lot of tests that aren't helpful, but the very basic one that separates who has a bad cholesterol problem versus who doesn't, it's called a fractionated test. And you're looking for this little particle called lipoprotein A. It's a small, sticky, inflammatory particle. That's the real risky one for women. And it's not a very expensive test. You can ask any doctor to add it on. And you might want to print something out from my book or bring something in with you to teach them because they may never even heard of it. By the way, the book is Heart Solution for Women. So definitely get the book. And I, I love that idea. Take I usually what I love to do in books is I'll take a picture of what I want to bring. Right. Really? Or um, really good for recipes, too, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of recipes, you know, just take a picture of it in a magazine or in a book. Uh and you have some myths in the book. And uh, one of them is dieting is key to reversing heart disease. The reality, ping pong dieting solely to lose weight can be even worse for health heart uh, than excess pounds. You know, this whole thing where like, oh, if you're fat, you're doomed. But I've known skinny people who've had heart attacks. And I've known heavier people who eat pretty well. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, the first thing I tell my clients is that I don't believe in diets because the first three letters are Die. Die. I believe in personalized nutrition plans. Let's get to know each other and figure out what works for you. And we're all a little bit different. And so when we try to do this personalized nutrition, it works where the individual is part of the solution. They help to get the choices. So there's not a one way fits all. The problem with the ping pong approach to, to weight loss is that you have inflammation every time your weight goes back up. And what I like to think about is that no one likes body fat on the outside. But as a doctor who cares about you, Lisa, it's the body fat on the inside. It's that hot, internal, what we call visceral fat. That's the real dangerous one. And you can't see it from the outside. So how do people know whether they're carrying more of the visceral fat? Well, for women, you can look at the apple body type versus the pear body type. 
And in the book, we have a simple way to calculate that using a tape measure. So look at your waist-hip ratio that will suggest whether you're laying some of that body fat. In my office, we actually have a machine that measures your internal body fat for a much more accurate approach, and we can follow it over time. I really believe <clears throat> the future of medicine is, is people like yourself, Lisa. You're empowering people by providing information to give them knowledge to help them make decisions about their health care based on their belief system. And more and more people want it. More and more people like you are sharing good information. There's a tsunami of good information and informed people out there that want a better healthcare system. And our, our acute care medicine works great. If I get pneumonia, I will take an antibiotic. But it's the chronic illness for heart disease, for diabetes, for obesity. We fail miserably in medicine. And that's where this new approach is so much more successful. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, a few moments ago, you mentioned the word inflammation. Well, it's kind of like when you <clears throat> sprain your ankle and your ankle gets all red and swollen. That's the acute inflammation response. That's a good thing. That's your body's immune system and inflammation system coming on guard and helping you. But if you were to sprain your ankle over and over and over every single day, it'll eventually wear out the joint. And that's what happens with our heart systems, our blood sugar systems, and our brain. So I think of it about fire in the heart, sugar on fire, fire in the brain. All of them are the same chronic inflammatory process that goes on and on and on and just wears out the pathways in the systems. You know, I'm so glad in the book, Dr. Mark, that you shared uh, the ingredient list from a popular granola bar. So it mentions sugar no less than 10 times. Sugar is not sugar, and it depends on in what form it is. So the first thing, as you mentioned, is read the ingredients. There's a lot of people that are trying to go gluten-free, and some of the breads out there are loaded with these dextrins and tapioca starches and other sugars that are maybe actually worse for you than non-gluten bread. So really take a look at the ingredients, not just of our foods, but open up your medicine cabinet. Look at the inactive ingredients in some of the supplements you're taking and the over-the-counter medicines. There's a lot of fillers, dyes, added ingredients things that are inflammatory to the body as additional fillers and binders chemicals. We're just getting exposed all over. I did a test called the M, what was it? Meteor, mediator release something. Do you, have you heard of that? Yes. The, yes. What do you think of that? Well, there's a whole host of companies that are out there and, and there's some controversy for sure about food sensitivities and food intolerances. Now there's some confusion. These are not food allergies. Those are foods that when you eat them, you break out in hives in five minutes. That's a histamine IgE response. We're talking about the delayed food sensitivity, food intolerances that goes through a different arm of the immune system called IgG. It appears that one in four or five people have them, but the delayed response is three to four days later. So it's almost impossible to link what you ate to how you feel. But for people with skin conditions, with joint pain, with chronic migraines, women and hormonal issues, it's been the game changer to look for some of these sensitivities, and it gives you an idea of how to personalize your nutrition. So we use a lot of it in our practice, and we find it very successful to help get people started on personal nutrition. I can't tell you, Lisa, how many women come in here, and they're just told to eat less and exercise more, and their weight will magically go away, and they'll be thin like everyone in the magazines. It's not that simple. There's a metabolic clock that gets stuck, and it's the inflammation that sticks that clock. So a lot of times these food sensitivities 
again, are just driving that whole inflammatory process. I'm kind of a lab geek and I do all the different testing and I do them on myself first to try to validate them and see because I have food sensitivities and it, it makes a difference in what I eat and how I feel, particularly with my sleep is what I found. So I've used all the companies and there's a couple that I like, but I think as long as you're starting and working with someone who's opening that discussion, and the reality is you don't have to always do the test. There's seven big things and it's usually dairy, eggs, and gluten. And so we tend to have people go dairy and bread free to start. Just make it that easy. We do a simple protein shake that's available in the book and we get people started on making one easy change that usually is 90% of the benefit. Then if we're stuck, we'll go do the testing after that. But a lot of people can get the benefit without having to do the test, but it can be a game changer in the right person. Well, I think what's frustrating is for me, it came back with things that are good for you. Kale, spinach, Brussels sprouts. Uh, there was a few others. And you know, I already have the corn, soy, wheat, dairy. I've stayed away that from that for years. But it was really frustrating to be like, so now I can't have a green drink? Like what? So have you seen that on test or paprika? I love paprika. You know, like, what are you doing to me? Or honey, have you seen like some kind of things you wouldn't think would be causing problems for people come up? Yeah, absolutely. And kale is one of the interesting things. You look at kale and you think, how could that not be good for everybody? Well, excess kale and excess green smoothies can raise a chemical called oxalates. And some people are incredibly sensitive to oxalates. That's where this whole personalizing personalization comes down. It's just not a one-size-fits-all. And you can be a little bit fooled by some things that look like they're healthy, maybe for you in a personalized way, are not the best. At the end of the day, I like moderation. I think if you hone in too much on any one thing, I mean, even water can be toxic if you drink too much of it. So it's trying to find a balance and then have insight about what is right for you. And sometimes the testing can be very helpful for that. Yeah, I found it really helpful because there were certain things I took out and I have felt a lot better. You'll see some cross-reaction that if you're sensitive to one thing, it can include other members of that class. And in the book, I show you my test. I'm actually, my test does show the sensitivities. I've also been told, and you talk about this in the book, that I have leaky gut. And you talk about ways to heal that. Now, what does leaky gut have to do with your heart health? Well, you know, that's one of my favorite terms. And when I was in residency, I couldn't say it. I had to say intestinal permeability. And it's something that's not really been well appreciated by most of the gastroenterologists. Now they're talking about it at the highest academic institutions. Alessio Fasani, there's a great article in Scientific American a couple of years ago looking at this intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And it's now an academic term. It's this idea that, you know, there's a straw running through us, Lisa. And that straw is only one cell thick in your small intestine. It separates the outside from the inside. And those cells have a tight barrier to protect you. And certain things like infections, antibiotics, um, anti-inflammatory medications, stress, all wear down those barriers and make that lining permeable or what we call leaky gut. And that just sets out this fire in the gut and can drive almost any disease process. So it is a big deal. Many people have it. And almost everyone with a chronic issue whether it's skin, joint, migraine, hormone, will have leaky gut as part of its cause. Mm, okay, so that's something that's really important. And I'm assuming at the Meno Clinic, obviously, you help people with that as well. We do. And a lot of times the food sensitivity test will tell you why they have it. But it's really most chronic um, issues. The, the gut is so important. And 
I like, you know, women are my favorite to work with because they're empowered. They have great intuition and they're this beautiful symphony. It's the thyroid, adrenal, hormone, gut balance, and they're all important and you can't ignore any one of them or you'll miss the harmony. That is just so key. This this book is really incredible. We're not done yet, but I'm going to mention the book's name again, Heart Solution for Women, a proven program to prevent and reverse heart disease. Let's talk about that uh, reversing. I like that because I think a lot of people kind of go, well, can you really do that? So tell talk to us about somebody who has heart disease and how these things actually do reverse it. Well, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut growing up because there's already three doctors in the family and I saw Neil Armstrong walk on the moon and that's what I wanted to do. Then I meet, met Dean Ornish who proved that eating right, exercising right, dealing with stress and having love and support in your life will work better than a bypass surgery. So I, could, I committed my life to learning all those things they don't teach in medical school. And so by approaching people with this unique philosophy, we're able to look at this individualization. And I really think that that's where medicine's headed. I do prescribe medications. I'm not anti-medication. But there's a very small population that benefits from them. And women tend not to as much. So it's really, again, looking at this individualization about where does this person need to have the most support? And this holistic, integrative, functional approach, it's what everybody's looking for. There's just very few of us that know how to do it. Yeah, it's really incredible. I've got to come to Jackson Hole. I, I really want to see all the incredible things that you're doing. And I want to get some more food sensitivity tests. I want to do them all. Well, you know, I again, as kind of a science geek, I love testing, but you have to know how to interpret it. And so you can have the same test in two different people, and they may have completely different um, outcomes. So you have to really understand the test and know where to apply it. So I don't think everybody should get every test. But there are certain ones that look at these root causes. And for chronic illness, there's just some common root causes. You know, a great example is in the heart, we look at cholesterol. Well, why would we not look at nutritional deficiencies, hormone imbalances, detoxification, toxic nutrients, your genetic variation as an individual, your environmental stresses, your, your life and support stresses? We need to look at all of that to know what we need to do to help you. And that's what this beautiful program of functional medicine shares. And that's what we're trying to do in the book. Yeah, well, you do an absolutely incredible job. I mean, there's so much we didn't get to. Targeted supplements. You talk about uh, you talk about Galen's Seven Laws, a healing primer. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, uh, Galen, Hippocrates, everything we know in medicine, we knew 2,000 years ago. Hippocrates taught us. Let food be your medicine, kitchen be your pharmacy, lifestyle be your physician. And really this whole food is medicine is such a key. You mentioned your daughter. My daughter just started college and she's a foodie. There's a whole group of her friends that are very conscious about organic food, about additives and other things in food that I really have hope for the future of our youth with health and with medicine. They say that one in two or three kids born today will be diabetic as an adult. That just can't happen. We have the power at the end of our fork to change that outcome. We need to all work together to do it. All right, Dr. Mark, tell people all the ways that they can find you. Well, the easiest way is our website, menoclinic.com, M-E-N-O-C-L-I-N-I-C.com. You're always welcome to come visit us here in Jackson Hole. There was a herd of elk that uh, we had an elk jam today, so I was a little bit late for work. Oh, no. (laughs) 
but uh, there's beautiful mountains and so many activities and uh, we really bring the power of the place and it's a it's a fun place to practice medicine it's a fun place to bring people and I, I appreciate your time today and thank you for sharing everything with your listeners about how to get healthy well, you are always welcome here, Dr. Mark. I'm, I'm mad at myself that I haven't had you on for so long because you're an absolute gem. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and let's all get healthy together. 